the edge of real and cyberspace, there's one place you can go. Welcome to the Nightwise.com podcast, your source for technology nerdery and ways to make the technology work for you instead of the other way around. Producer KD Murray back in the chair this week as Nightwise brings us a deep dive into some terrific terminal tools on Season 16, Episode 7, Conquering the Command Line. Show notes for this episode and all that have come before it are available on the website over at nightwise.com, K-N-I-G-H-T-W-I-S-E.com, as well as links to provide feedback to the hosts and subscribe to the show. Now, without any further ado, I'll hand things off to Nightwise on a very chilly early morning walk through the Belgian countryside. Hey there, guys and girls. Welcome to the edge of real and cyberspace. Welcome back to the Nightwise.com podcast. It is, I think, 7 a.m. in the morning. I am in the middle of the fields surrounding my little town. And on the horizon, the mist of the dawn is slowly retreating. We're getting ready for a sunny day. I really, really, really enjoy doing this. Just getting up in the morning when the light is slowly coming. I mean, it's way before sunrise, but you know, there's enough light to go outside and walk and have the world all to myself. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to take you guys along. I am uh, at the moment on the ridge of uh, a hill covered in a forest a little bit further away from where I live, which is called the Vineyards Forest. And if we're lucky, I'll have the chance to take you through that forest a little bit later on. So what did I want to talk about today? Well, today I would like to talk about getting down to the command line. It's a project that I've been working on uh, the last couple of weeks and it was triggered by the following. It's been a rough couple of years. I know the whole COVID thing is slowly winding down. Now there's the next big thing to worry about. And what I have noticed is that we have spent a lot of time behind our screens. And I do say a lot of time. After two years, two years ago, we started out with all of this and I thought like, wow, we're going to work from home. I'm going to have so much time on my hands that I don't have to spend commuting. So I will, you know, basically uh, start um, doing more creative stuff and, and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I started to notice because it was so busy at work that I didn't have the energy. I didn't have the, the energy to, 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 to create something. To, I didn't have the focus to make something, to write something, to record something, to, to I don't know, go out and make a video and stuff. But that didn't mean I spent less time behind the screen. I started to notice that I spent a lot more time consuming content than creating content. And that is because social media, news websites, you know, they're all there to draw in our attention. These are, these are businesses that need our attention, that need our clicks to sell ad and make money. And these distractions are everywhere. And you know that I always talk about curating the library of your mind, you know taking into effect that the internet is filled with distractions and it's also filled with low quality content that sucks you in 
you know, you spend hours scrolling on Reddit or on Instagram without having any added value to your life. There's no sense of this is, you know, this has enriched my life somehow. And this made me wonder how it's possible that the creativity that I wanted to have didn't really get out there, didn't really, you know, come to the surface. And one of the reasons was that I was not only distracted by, you know, surfing and, and stuff online, also when I wanted to create something, I got distracted and that made me think that I needed a new way of doing things that offered me the chance to focus on what I wanted to do without being distracted or pulled away by other sources. I wanted to curate my attention span, curate my creative energy, because most of the time I wanted to start out with something and then halfway through, you know, you click another tab or you open up something or you get a notification and boom, your attention is away. And the precious energy that I had to create something was lost by spending hours consuming content, which, you know, was, wasn't really my intention. Enter the command line. Why the command line? Well, back in the day, the geeks that ran Linux distribution said the command line is the only way and you have to do everything via the command line. And that's not true. I mean, the command line is a great place to work. Commands, command line commands, let you interact with the computer. And if you know the right syntax, do fantastic things. But that doesn't always mean that they are the fastest way to get things done. But command line applications is one I want to talk about today. So not really a command line with a couple of switches. No, no, I'm really talking about programs with an ASCII interface because they are distraction poor. They are resource. They are light on your resources and they let you focus whatever energy you have on what you want to create. So today I've got a couple of apps that I use now almost on a daily basis and I'll start out with something really simple. The first app I want to talk about is one that my uh, father-in-law actually uh, taught me. I was somebody who got into computers uh, back in Windows 95 and you know, you had your file explorer and that was the way to move around files. But my um, father-in-law had this little diskette, this little floppy disk that uh, he had a program on it and it was called Midnight Commander. And Midnight Commander is a two-pane file management program that is absolutely brilliant and since the 90s has continued to knock the socks off any file management application that I have worked with. Be that Windows Explorer, be that Apple Finder, definitely Apple Finder, be that Nautilus or whatever Linux distro I've encountered, I've never found a file explorer or file manager as easy as Midnight Commander. Now there is a command line version of Midnight Commander and it's called MC. You can easily install it. So on a Debian distro, that will be sudo apt get install MC. 
and when you start it, you'll be presented by a blue background with a two-pane interface. And both interfaces will show you a directory tree. And that way you can easily navigate using your arrow keys and enter through the different folders of your distribution or your network drives or whatever file structure that you have and move files around. Now, when I say move files around, well, it's, it's not, you know, copy-paste. This thing can do a lot. It can move files, copy files, delete files, rename files, um, differentiate two directories. I mean, there are a lot of options in MC and you can easily use them by using the function keys to get stuff done. Now, I've always argued with people who say like, yeah, you have to do it via the command line, but if you want to move a certain set of files and in a directory and some you do want to move and some you don't want to move, and you have to do the, the MV or the rsync or the CP command, yeah, sure, that's the command line, but that's not the fastest way to do it. Sure, if you got those commands in the script, right, but if you don't and you just want to, you know, get stuff done, then you do it differently. Um, you, do, uh, you do it with MC, and I found it a very light and productive application to use, and it has brought me a lot of joy to, you know, get stuff from A to B. While you're moving files, which you can, you know, do in the background if you want to, you might want to listen to some tunes. Um, one of the things that I use to listen to music is NC Spot. NC Spot lets you interact with Spotify. Now, Spotify, hyper-modern web streaming service with all kinds of music, but there is a command line app for that, and it's really, really good. Once again, it's really easy to install. Uh, it's a snap package. It was um, packaged by Alan Pope, Popey from the uh, Ubuntu UK podcast, Bless the Man. And you can just install it by doing uh, the command snap install nc spot. Now, you will need a paid Spotify account to use it. Now, this doesn't work with a free Spotify account. You have to log in. So you log in. And then you're presented with a very simple interface that when you use the navigation keys, the arrow keys, lets you navigate through your playlists, your song, your library, whatever. So you can very easily find the songs that you tagged, find the playlists that are in your library or the albums or what have you. And that way you can very easily just play the music that you have. And playing the music that you have is very simple. You just use the arrow keys to navigate um, around the uh, directory. Let's step over the ice here. You can hear it crunching. There we go. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Um, into the forest. So you can navigate using the arrow keys and you can also just play a song by hitting enter. If you want to pause it, you just press shift P. And if you want to unpause it, you just press shift P again. Very simple. If you want to fast forward into a song, press the F key to scrub forward. And if you want to go to the next song, you hit the greater than key, and if you want to go to the previous song, you hit the smaller than key. And that's basically, uh, those are the most important commands. Now, there are a lot of keys and switches on this um, that you can all memorize if you want to, um, but I'll leave it up to our glorious producer, Katie Murray, to provide a link in the show notes to the GitHub page of uh, NC Spot, 
where you can find all of the commands that you can use should you want to. Now, if you want to, you know, exceed uh, your, if you want to exceed your musical boundaries and actually find new things, let's for example say you want to find everything ever done by Milli Vanilli, should you want to, um, you just hit the F2 key and this will open up a search window and that search window will let you browse through the magnificent collection that has been uh, gathering on Spotify and you can just stream it wherever you want. So a very, very interesting application. There are some other key combinations out there that let you explore playlists and libraries, but these are basically the basics. NC spot and you just arrow keys to navigate, enter to play, shift P to pause and unpause and F to fast forward greater than and smaller than keys to go to the next and the previous track. As simple as that. Speaking of listening to things, um, you also want to listen to podcasts, right? <laughs> of course you do. To this one, for example. But you're already doing that. But maybe you want to listen to the nightwise.com podcast on the command line. Wouldn't that be geeky? Wouldn't that be cool? You can do that. So how do you do this? Well, quite simply, the only thing that you need to do is install Castero. I've been looking at a lot of command line applications out there to play podcasts and there was none that was really easy to work with. I mean, you had some that let you download <clears throat> and subscribe to podcasts, but I didn't find one that was easy to use. I mean, gpotter has some kind of a command line interface, but it's pretty poor. So Castero was uh, my lifesaver. Castero is a pip application, it's a Python application. Uh, you can install it using sudo pip install castero, that is C-A-S-T-E-R-O. And after you install it and you open it up, you'll be presented with a three-pane interface, command line, you know, text-based interface. So three um, panes. The left one uh, shows you all of the podcast that you've subscribed to. The middle one will show you all of the episodes in that podcast. And the right one will show you the show notes of said episode. Navigating is very easy using the tab key. You can either jump through the list of podcasts or the list of episodes and to play them, use the enter key and it will start playing. Pausing the podcast is the P key and resuming the podcast is the K key. So P to pause, K to unpause. That's not really logical, but hey, that's what we got. So that is um, how you navigate through. But you know, starting out, you won't have a podcast. So uh, you need to add a podcast. Of course, you want to add some podcast like, I don't know, the cyberpunk librarian or space music or what have you. So you can add a podcast by pressing the A key and then pasting in your RSS feed and Castero will immediately go look for episodes. If you wanted to reload the feed, just press the R key and then you'll reload the keys. If you're done with said podcast or perhaps you subscribe to the wrong one, you can press the D key to delete that feed from your list of podcasts. 
very easy. But of course, entering all of those podcasts manually is a lot of work. You might not want to do that. So what you do is that you can also import your OPML file from your podcatcher on your phone. Let's say you're using a podcatcher on your phone, um, something like, I don't know, uh, Pocket Cast or something, you'll have the option to export your OPML file. And that OPML file is a collection of all the podcasts that you have uh, been subscribing to. So you can import that by launching Kistero with the import option. And the, this, the right command is Kistero space import space and then the path to the OPML file. So you have to put the OPML file on the same system that of course Kistero is on. And that way Kistero will pull in all of those subscriptions. Those are the basics uh, with Kistero. It's a great way to play podcasts from the command line. There are some added switches that allow you, or keys actually, that allow you to download podcasts, to queue up podcasts. You can go as far as you want to, but the goal of this episode is basically to give you the essential key combinations uh, and, and ways to interact with, with the command line application or with the text-based application, I should say. So we've consumed music, we've consumed some podcasts, maybe you want to read some news articles too. Since years and years, I have always vouched for a good RSS reader. I still believe in RSS. I started out with the dawn of RSS in 2005, which was also the dawn of podcasting, which is basically um, yeah, a, a file enclosure shipped within an RSS feed. And I've always found RSS to be a very effective way to curate whatever content you want to read or want to consume instead of going to websites, which are these days, I think I was accidentally on space.com yesterday. What a shit show. I mean, there's like an article, an ad, an ad, another ad, another ad. And the whole page is so littered with ads and crap that I really had to scour for the text. And this is what, you know, what happens with, with websites that need, that are commercialized, that also need an income. Um, if I take a look at the, the popular newspaper sites, it's the same thing. They are filled with uh, horrible headlines and, and, and all kinds of, you know, clickbait. And they are really filled with ads and litter and they're there to, to pull you in and to keep you there. So when you load up that page, you load up a lot of crap that you might not want to, you're not interested in that. You just want to read the article if you do that. And the second thing is, of course, there's always the next link to click. And before you know it, you go down an internet rabbit hole and it will cost you uh, a big part of your day. So for me, um, I have honed a collection of RSS feeds that I want to uh, look at. And one of the ways that I want to take a look at those articles and, and those websites is via a command line reader. And then, you know, you got a feed reader, uh, an RSS reader on your computer, or you might want to have one on your phone. But for me, there's still a lot of graphical content there. You know, there's always some picture when the article preloads and, you know, the pictures are colorful and they might want to make you click and then you read an article that you're maybe not interested in and so forth and so forth. So 
Having it presented to me in a text-based interface has really helped me get down to the nitty-gritty. So the only thing that is left of the actual article that I want to read is the article itself. Black and white, or I don't know, amber on black. <laughs> um, and that is a very nice way for me to focus on the content. I've tried a couple of them and I have stuck to Newsboat. Newsboat is a great RSS reader, very mature one, text-based. You can just install it by going sudo apt-get install Newsboat and when you launch it you'll be presented by an error message because you haven't subscribed to any feeds yet. Newsboat has two files. We're walking into the forest right now. So Newsboat has uh, two files. Uh, one is a config file and one is a text file that, ho that has all of your RSS feeds in them. So you can just, there's a little uh, gate here. Uh, so you can just use whatever text editor you have to open up that file and to just paste in the RSS feeds of the sites that you want to follow and they will be immediately loaded into Newsboat. And you can navigate through those articles with the arrow key and if you want to open it up you can just press the O key and the article will be loaded in your browser should you want to uh, read it there. And Newsboat also has the option to import uh, your OPML feed of course if you have something like uh, I don't know if you use something like Eno Reader or whatever feed reader that you have export the OPML file and just import it into Newsboat and Bob's your uncle. Really nice application to work with. Press Shift R to reload all of your feeds. Use the arrow keys to navigate through the articles. Hit Enter to, ent to, to open an article. Hit O to open an article in the browser. Hit Q to go back and hit Q to quit. That's as simple as it is. And I really like using Newsboat to read my feeds. On the bridge, ma. Drop it like it's fuck. Drop it like it's fuck. Drop it like it's fuck. When the Klingons try to get at you, fly it like it's fuck. Fly it like it's fuck. Fly it like it's fuck. When Kirk is giving attitude, pinch it like it's fuck. Pinch it like it's fuck. Pinch it like it's fuck. Got Starfleet on my chest, my enterprise is the best. Don't need a phaser, cause my sound and eyes do the rest. See these Trek fans, see the ship deck, see my split hand, see this pinch neck, be like Vulcaneers and get to the point. I can guarantee my arguments will never disappoint. Now observe, my deductions will preserve all my crew. Without mirth, I'm reserved, I'll discern what to do. I'll ensure none can cheat the Kobayashi Maru. Cause the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Ears on point, logic on par, track full of heat like it's in Pon Far. Drop a fascinating verse, a methodical bar. As we trek to the stars, Jean's vision. Hard. Call me Half-Blood Prince with no evil goatee Mind meld with me for a second Oh my Temper I possess, anger I won't foster I'll say this till I die, live long and prosper When Uhura's on the bridge, ma Drop it like it's fuck Drop it like it's fuck Drop it like it's fuck When the Klingons try to get at you Fly it like it's fuck Fly it like it's fuck Fly it like it's fuck When Kirk is giving attitude Pinch it like it's fuck Pinch it like it's fuck Pinch it like it's fuck Got Starfleet on my chest, my enterprise is the best Don't need a phaser cause my sound and eyes do the rest 
Captain speaking, reppin' Starfleet I'm a ladies' man, you hear that heartbeat? They call me James T, it stands for trouble When I roll up on the triples with my bass crank double And I do have the power, freak what you heard Otherwise I'm giving it all she's got On the Starship Enterprise Put the whipping warp and prepare the core I'm boldly going where no man's gone before Snap Red alert, well now you got me fired up Shields up, I'ma take them back to Iowa Armed and ready, Kizurk's back to Wizard, And I always kill the track like it's got a red shizzard Con artist, I'm second to none And I'm the class clown, baby, set my phases to fun Captain's long I've picked up a hottie so beat me up, Scotty. When the Uhura's on the bridge, ma. Drop it like it's Spock. Drop it like it's Spock. Drop it like it's Spock. When the Klingons try to get at you, fly it like it's Spock. Fly it like it's Spock. Fly it like it's Spock. When Kirk is giving attitude, pinch it like it's Spock. Pinch it like it's Spock. Pinch it like it's Spock. Got Starfleet on my chest, my Enterprise is the best. Don't need a phaser, cause my sound and eyes do the rest. I talked about some applications that let you consume content. How about interacting with the world around you? Well, um, I kind of rediscovered Twitter. I've been on Twitter for ages, and um, um, there's still, you know, something there that is interesting. But what I found out is that when I started to use Twitter on the client or on the web interface, it was like, I don't know, ads here and fear-mongering there and, and pictures and it was a little bit too much. It's a little bit like, you don't know, like Reddit. So I thought, hmm, I gotta find a new way to do this. I want to have a distilled version of my Twitter feed focusing on the people that reply to me or send a direct message to me and um, basically a couple of posts in that timeline, but I don't want to end up scrolling through another forever list, you know, that just keeps your thumb busy and, and draws your attention away. I just want to, you know, get a couple of tweets and reply to some people and that'll be it. I want to start up a conversation on Twitter again. So a great command line app to do that with is called Rainbow Stream. Rainbow Stream is just like Estero, is a pip application, a Python application that you can install with pip. So all you need to do is sudo pip install Rainbow Stream and you'll have the Rainbow Stream application on your PC or on your computer, uh, your PC or your Mac, whatever. Um, because all of these apps, by the way, are cross-platform. I've tried them out on both um, my Linux machine and on my Mac. I haven't been able to get them running under Windows uh, WSL because there are some issues with uh, with snap and, and, and audio and stuff, which was a little bit too complicated to find out for me. So I just ran them on, on my Linux laptop and I tried them on my Mac. Now, um, Rainbow Stream, when you start it up, you will be... Um, you'll be asked to click a link that will authorize Rainbow Stream to access your Twitter account. So you need to log into your Twitter account and then you get an authentication key and you give that to Rainbow Stream and you're good. You will get 
all of those tweets that you want to read on a text-based interface, which is, which is pretty damn nice if you think about it. So how does it really work? Well, quite easily, you'll be presented with an empty prompt. And if you type home, you will see the latest, I think, eight or ten tweets from your timeline. If you want to reply to somebody, you can just press R and then the number of that tweet and then just reply. If you want to direct message somebody, you can just press D and I think it's their Twitter username and then space with uh, followed with your message. So that's a very simple way and if you want to check your replies, who has replied to you, you can just type mentions and you will see all the replies listed in, uh, you know, all the replies that you got, all the notifications that you got and you will see those. And basically that's it. Now, it's a very simple application and one of the reasons I really like it is because it's so easy to use. If you want to tweet yourself, you just hit T and then a space and then whatever you want to tweet. And what I found to be so interesting about this application was the fact that it's so simple. It's not a never-ending stream of content. When you type home, you will quickly see the latest X number of tweets and you choose to reply or not. And if you press mentions, you will see people that mention something to you and you can converse with them and then you close the application. So for me, it's been a really nice way to, to um, I don't know, to, to interact with Twitter. I kind of like it. <laughs> for IRC, if you still want to do that, there are still some IRC channels out there. There is IRSSI, but I've talked about that application extensively. You know uh, how that works. So that's basically installed by uh, an, uh, an app package on Debian, apt-get install IRSSI. And when you launch it, you just have to connect to a server. And you do that with all the classic IRC commands, slash connect, and then whatever server you want to connect to. If you want to find me, <laughs> I'm on uh, irc.libera.chat, which is the place all the cool kids went to after Freenode got taken over by, I don't know, the Kardashian secret service? I don't know. I'm not really sure what happened there, but I do know that some big shabubble happened and all of the uh, Linux and Ubuntu channels went to uh, irc.libera.chat and there you can find, you know, all the classic channels and you can join them. That was interacting and finally there is one more app that I want to share with you and that is called Joplin. Joplin was introduced to me by the cyberpunk librarian, you know, our good friend of the show. And I found Joplin to be a very nice app to just take notes. Joplin supports multiple notebooks, multiple notes, and it also supports Markdown, should that be your thing. But I found it to be very nice on the desktop as an app and on the mobile app, uh, mobile platforms on iOS and Android and on a tablet. It's a really geeky, simple interface. So I wanted to see if I could also do it via the command line, via a text-based interface, and I can, apparently. And the way to do that is just to install Joplin. And Joplin is a command line app 
or it's a snap package actually that you can very easily install by just going through the command snap install Joplin. Now when you launch Joplin you will need to do a little bit of configurations. I mean um, first of all you will have to tell Joplin what to sync with and that is quite easy but you do need to know how it kind of works so you have two panes actually yeah three panes up top left pane your notebooks middle pane the notes in those notebooks right pane the text in that note and the bottom pane is a configuration pane that you have to that you can use to create notes and create notebooks so First of all, you have to set your sync target because Joplin syncs your notes database with different cloud services. You can do it in Nextcloud, Dropbox, you can do it via WebDAV if you really want to, uh, or you can do it via OneNote. I'm a OneNote guy, so I have to configure that synchronization target. And for me, the command to do that is colon sync.target, and then there's a number, and it's if I'm not mistaken, three if you use Dropbox, and it's five if you use OneNote. Now you can find all of these different commands in the um, Joplin documentation, but um, those are the ones that you might want to use or are, are using. I don't know which, in, which one it is for Nextcloud, um, I haven't tried that yet. So I just use the uh, colon sync.target5 and it will present me with a link that I have to click. Click that link, my browser opens up for one more time. I authenticate it with my OneNote drive and it will start syncing. Um, creating a, no a notebook uh, is done by a command which is called mkbook and then space the name of the notebook. And once you are in that notebook, you can create a note by mknote and then the name of the note. And you navigate using the arrow keys and the tab keys, just like with all the other applications, which we really like, and then you open up that note. The standard text-based editor to, um, <laughs> to interact with your notes is VI. And for me, VI is like Hotel California. I mean, you can <laughs> you can uh, check out anytime you want, but you can never leave. For the life of me, I have struggled um, from here to eternity with quitting VI. I never found the colon WQ command to be very intuitive. So the first thing that I mostly do is switch the default text editor to Nano. And you can do that in the config pane by going um, colon and I think it's config space editor and then nano and then it will switch to a civilized way of interacting with your text files and um, what I found to be a little bit annoying was that nano doesn't support uh, line wrapping but if you press escape L in nano you will also enable that and your text will nicely wrap around the edge of the screen and you can use it just like a real distraction-free text editor which which i really like because you know i love punching out my notes um in in a command line editor like that and uh and 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 interacting with my with my notes like that because quite frankly 
it gives me a lot more time to focus on whatever I want to write. And I've found out that I've written a lot more while I'm with, uh, while I'm working in Joplin than while I'm using whatever web-based text application or, or note editor that I'm using, because I'm always tempted to, you know, open up another tab, click away, and then get sucked down. Uh, one of those never-ending scrolling uh, rabbit holes that, that are on the internet. So those are, are a lot of the applications. Well, there are not a lot of them, and it don't, they don't have to be. I've chosen to go with just a few to basically do what I want to do. And by using them frequently, I have found out that they are really productive to me and that I have rediscovered my focus. I have rediscovered my creative, a way to channel my creative energy and to let that technology work for me. That's all the time we have this week on the Nightwise.com podcast, Season 16, Episode 7, Conquering the Command Line. With the vast increases in the amount of time we're spending behind screens, especially over the past couple of years, it's becoming so easy to get sucked in by all of the apps and distractions. So much social media, so much doom scrolling, so much content that's the digital equivalent of empty carbs and processed sugars. Nightwise covered off a bunch of apps today that by their very nature eliminate a great deal of those distractions and allow you to get a more substantial meal out of your screen time. Take a bit of time out of your week this week to look over these apps and see if there's a way for you to work them into your daily workflows. As always, your feedback is key to helping us make this show interesting and relevant for you. The best place to do that these days is over on the Nightwise.com Discord. Link for that, as always, is in the show notes. If you'd rather do things the way they did them back in the yesteryear of SMTP, hit us up on the old email address, feedback at Nightwise.com. Until next time, this is KD Murray reminding you to make sure that your terminal's set to green on black and to let the technology work for you instead of the other way around. Thanks for listening. I forgot to mention that it's really cold. Until next time, this is Katie Murray. Oh, swallow first.
One of the applications that I found out that was, whoa, I, I almost slipped on, slipped on the ice here. It's still a little frosty here. There's water running across the road. <laughs> you almost <coughs> heard me fall. 